Oh, you know what I just realized is that her name is like yes, Bone Marrow. Bone, bone Marrow. Mm-hmm. <gasps> That's so weird. I know. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. Victoria, is that intentional? <laughs> Welcome to Audio Shelf, a place where we take you on a fantastic journey through our audiobook adventures. I'm Brad. And I'm Brittany. And we are the voices in your head. What color blood do you think you would have? Ooh, purple. Purple would be my answer, too. We would have oh purple bloods. Purple bloods. Oh, I like uh, that. I like that. But anyway, we're, the Red Queen has red blood. Yeah. And silver blood. And silver. Oh my god, so much silver. We'll talk about this blood later. (laughs) Give us the deets, Brad. All right, so today's episode is going to be about The Red Queen by Victoria Aviard, narrated by Amanda Dolan, published by Harper Audio, and it was released on February 10th, 2015. It's just had its two-year anniversary birthday. Oh, well, and then of course the new book just came out, Mm -hmm. which I have not read. Neither have I. Oh. oh, God, I can't wait. And the duration of this audiobook was 12 hours and 40 minutes, and the genre was romantic, suspense, fantasy, fantasy. and young adult. Yes. Yes, of course. So take it away, Britt. Tell us about this book. All right. Mare Barrow's world is divided by blood, those with red and those with silver. Mare and her family are lowly reds, destined to serve the silver elite whose supernatural abilities make them nearly gods. Mare steals what she can to help her family survive, but when her best friend is conscripted into the army, she gambles everything to win his freedom. A twist of fate leads her to the royal palace where, in front of the king and all his nobles, she discovers a power of her own, an ability that she didn't know she had, except... Her blood is red. God. Sorry. That was a banshee. (laughs) To hide this impossibility, the king forces her into the role of a lost silver princess and betroths her to one of his own sons. As Mare is drawn further into the silver world, she risks her new position to aid the Scarlet Guard, the leaders of the Red Rebellion. Her actions put into motion a deadly and violent dance, pitting prince against prince and Mare against her own heart. Thank you, Amazon, for that glorious summary. Amazon really covered that up, didn't they? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they took it like directly from the author. Yeah, but, of course. And the publisher. Yeah, yeah. All yeah, them other people. Yeah, but but good job, Amazon. We got it from Amazon, so. <laughs> we also got it from Audible. Yes, we did. <laughs> well, come at me, Audible. <laughs> come at me. <laughs> Give me more books. I have to say that Amanda Dolan is possibly my favorite top five in a million years narrators i mean i think that's a pretty good assessment yeah it was confusing assessment but (laughs) it's accurate very accurate i really liked dolan in this Mm -hmm. book her characterization of mare was perfect oh my gosh and that is exactly how i imagined mare to sound and be like Mm -hmm. yeah her tone and her breathing were clear right from the beginning got me in with all the voices that she did for each character And she enunciated the perfectly described writing by Victoria Aviard amazingly. Oh, my God. The detail and the world building is just immaculate. Yes. Good job, Aviard. Yeah, I thought Mm. it was great. And her and Amanda Dolan, just like they were pals. Just pals. They just 
belonged in this sort of book world together. Yes. And I mean, I feel like they were wearing best friend bracelets. Yeah. Even though I don't even know if they met, but (laughs) (laughs) we're going to, in our head, dream that they get tea together. Exactly. I agree with Dolan. I really think that her narration was very subtle and it was just very natural. And she just really let the story kind of seep through. Ooh, you know, seepy. I, I just I felt like I was just enjoying and and bathing in it. And she wasn't obtrusive. And sometimes audiobook narrators they're just very obtrusive to the work. Their notes don't match up with how I imagine the book to go. Mm-hmm. But I felt like everything was just natural with Amanda Dolan. Yes, absolutely, a hundred percent. Also, the fact that she was able to do so many different gendered voices. So many. I mean, she did. Cal's voice, which had a very kind of authoritative sounding. He was like a fierce warrior. Yes. Mm-hmm. He was very like in charge, controlled male voice. And then she had Maven, who was a little weaker. Reserved and charming. Mm-hmm. And all of that came through in her voice. Yes. And then what about Kalorn, the oh, best friend? I did not like Kalorn, though. Yeah, I know. Let's be real. No one likes Kalorn. Oh, yeah. Oh, and Farley. Oh, and Farley. The British mm-hmm. accent on point. On point. She's but, so good. But let's go back to Kalorn, though. Even though we don't like him. That's because he was written. Exactly. But he started off amazing. And like I was like, yeah. oh, that's the best friend from next door. I totally thought he was going to be the love interest. Yeah, me too. And sorry if that's a spoiler. No, it's not. <laughs> and then, of course, Whatever. there's Lucas. There, I mean, there's so many boys. So we really don't know who the love interest is. Yeah. Wink, wink. Yeah, that's, that's very true. Nobody knows, but I was hoping that it wouldn't be Kalorn because that would have been too obvious. And Victoria Aviard read my mind because... I've never seen you talk with your nose so far up in the sky. <laughs> Nobody knows. Nobody knows what's <laughs> happening. <laughs> but Lucas was great. He was like the understanding bodyguard. Mm-hmm. And it was just perfect. Yeah. What did you think about the emotion mm-hmm. that Amanda was able to put into these characters? I really enjoyed I really I felt like I was there. I felt mm-hmm. like I was living their feelings and it was really powerful because she was able to make me feel something for each character no matter who they were. Yeah. What about you? I just found it phenomenal. Like all around, that's about all I can say for mm-hmm. Amanda in this role is that it was just so good. I mean, when Mare was at the very beginning before her power was revealed, but she was still working in the castle, because that's how she came in. She came in as a servant. The emotion that she has in her voice of possibly dying, mm. it's just amazing. It's mm. just so real and so raw. And it just, yes. it made me feel for Mare so much. It made me connect with her even mm-hmm. more. And it's rare to have a main character in the type of role that Mare is in, to have them be likable throughout mm-hmm. the entire book. Yeah. And she was. I mean, she was sensible and smart and she wasn't stupid. She didn't rush into things just kind of half thinking about them. And if she were thinking about doing something, she would allow the process to go through her mind completely without just impulsively doing that act. Mm Mm-hmm. And I agree with you. There aren't many books out there with main leads that you love throughout the entire book. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, I loved Hunger Games. I will go to war for Hunger Games. But Katniss, at times, was very unlikable. Yes, 100%. But with Mare, it was just, I was rooting for her the entire time. And I think that partly was because of Amanda Dolan. Yeah, I really think it was both. Victoria Victoria Aviard and her writing. And Amanda. Yes. Just because the way that Mare was written, she wasn't an unthankful character. Even though she thought 
at times that she was better than some of the people, she recognized that she needed them. And that's something that you don't get from young adult books all the time. Mm -hmm. If at all. If at all, yeah. So how did you feel about the different transitions and Amanda's interest in the story and how she handled her reading with the pausings Mm -hmm. and everything? You know, like I said, it was very natural and the pausings were not long and they weren't awkward. The best way I would describe this would be, you know, when you're eating popcorn in a movie Yes. And you just, you're not even caring about what you're grabbing or how much popcorn you're grabbing. You're just mouth popcorn, mouth popcorn, you know? This book and this audiobook, it was like popcorn audiobooking. Okay. Like I was just invested and I was just, nothing slowed me down. I ate a lot of popcorn. Yeah, I get you. Did your popcorn have butter on it? Yes, extra butter. Of course. I mean, look at me. But I also want to kind of comment on the interest that Amanda Dolan had. I feel like she believed every word she was saying. Yes. It was mesmerizing. Yeah. I mean, I actually went back and listened to some chapters over again just because I really loved how they were written Mm -hmm. and how Amanda brought them to life. And so I felt her interest in the story was incredibly strong and her reading of the work was beautiful. She definitely captured the tone of the book in general. Yeah, absolutely. Did you feel like you got a clear picture? I know we talked a little bit about the world building and everything, mm-hmm. but you want to elaborate a little bit? I mean, definitely. I feel like I was present. I was there. Mm-hmm. I wanted to fight some people and find out what bloods they got. Right? You I know? just wanted to start stabbing. Maybe I shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to report you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't complete my thought. <laughs> pillows. I want to stab pillows. Uh, yeah, I want to stab pillows and see what feathers they bled. <laughs> Duck <it>? or <laughs> silk or cotton. Um, but yeah, I could actually see myself watching the characters interact. And there was a part where, in the very beginning, they have Mare, Gisa, and Kalorn all working together to try to figure out a way to get Kalorn not to be sent away for war. They're running through the streets during this very high, intense time. And I can just see myself running through the streets with them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Does that sound weird? No, I felt it's interactive. Mm -hmm. It's very live and action-packed. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I mean, when Gisa has something happen to her, who's Mare's sister, her little sister. Gisa. Gisa. She has something happen to her that is traumatic. She doesn't die. That's I'm just going to tell you that right now. Nothing death happens, but something happens to her and I just felt so horribly and I didn't want it to happen. I was like, no, this is supposed to be a happy book. But then I thought about it and I was like, no, this isn't really supposed to be a happy book. Life isn't happy. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> and I feel like Victoria was able to grab that and put it into her book mm-hmm. because real life isn't happy. And You're not going to get off scot-free when you Mm -hmm. do something wrong. And so I enjoyed, like you said, the interactiveness of them running through the streets and feeling the emotions and watching these things take place like it was a movie in my head, Mm -hmm. all because of the writing and Amanda's voice. Mm -hmm. And I will have to say, of course, we're not all perfect audiobook listeners. For instance, me. There are times where I have to repeat and kind of go back and rewind to make sure I covered everything. That is one thing about this book is that it was so fast and there's a lot of action and there's a lot of deception going on. Mm -hmm. And so if you miss one little ounce of deception, it kind of throws you off. And for me, I found myself having to rewind a couple of times to just make sure I got 
everything and got the big picture of what was going on and who deceived who. Mm -hmm. So that was one critique of the audiobook that I had, but that was also because I listened to it on two speed. Why? Because I was rushing. You were like, you got to read this before friends, miss. Don't put the pressure on me. I didn't tell you to put it on two speed. You're like, you gotta, you gotta finish, gotta finish this. I started a month and a half before Friends was telling you that you needed to listen to this. That is true. It's only 13 (laughs) hours long. I mean, it's 12 hours and 40 minutes, but like. It's 13. It's still, still saying like, it's only 13 hours long. It's kind of long. Yeah, it's kind of long, but it was. If you would have started it in (laughs) mid-October. I'm sorry. Uh, but I did listen to, to it on two speed, which is, has its pros and cons because, yes, I listened to it too fast and I missed a couple of things and I had to go back. But a pro of that is that I could still feel everything that Amanda Dolan was giving in her performance yeah. by listening to it in a fast speed. And that's very rare for an audiobook narrator. That is. It really is. I had a critique of some of the bond that was built between some of the minor players in the book. I kind of felt we were supposed to care about them more. And when something happened to them, I didn't really care about them at all because Mm -hmm. there wasn't enough built. And I didn't understand why Mare was so emotional about some of the people. That's true. That's true. Was it mostly women Mm -hmm. that she was? you were like, eh? Yeah. Because I agree with that because I feel like the women in this book, I don't know how, I don't want to call it a feminist book. I don't want to call it anything like that. I just felt like the women in this book were either enemies of Mare Mm -hmm. or put on this very high pedestal. Yeah too high that I couldn't connect with them. Yeah, I couldn't understand why they were up there because Mm -hmm. some of them weren't important enough. That sounds really bad to say, but they just, they weren't. And they didn't have enough development throughout the book that when something happened to them, I cared. Mm -hmm. I was just kind of curious as to why Mare was so emotional about it. Yeah. So I was like, you had literally one interaction with her. Mm -hmm. And the relationships that I feel like she should have been more emotional about. Kalorn wasn't really there, you know? I felt like the book made us like Kalorn and then all of a sudden change our feelings about him. But I didn't really get that from Mare. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But that was really just one small thing. Every mm-hmm. other bond that Mare had in the book between her family, between Kalorn, I did feel like there was a strong bond there. He wasn't in it as much mm-hmm. at a certain point. I wasn't. There wasn't enough to go off of He kind of disappeared mm-hmm. and you didn't have any idea where he was, but- the bond that she forms with the princes mm-hmm. and then some of her guards with like Lucas and stuff mm-hmm. is very strong. And the family, the family, Jeff, I feel like this was heavily focused on the family. Yes. The family bonds. And I really enjoyed that because you don't, again, you don't see that in young adult that much. Yeah. So with the world building and all that it did and all that it encompassed, did you feel that the book was too long or was it too short or was it just hmm. the perfect length? I don't want to say perfect length. Mm -hmm. I feel as if it could have been a little shorter to kind of weed out all the unnecessary bits. Yeah. And I can't really give in specifics about unnecessary stuff right now just because it's been a while and that unnecessary stuff has been forgotten. But I feel like it would have been a better book if it was maybe around the nine hour, 10 hour mark. Hmm. So what do you think? I, the book went by so quickly for me. Just, Mm -hmm. I mean, I listened to it on normal speed. (laughs) (laughs) but i listened to it constantly yeah and so i just felt like the 13 hours or you know 12 hours and 40 minutes went by relatively fast Mm, for all that was involved it was a popcorn audiobook yeah it was Mm -hmm. and i just kept shoveling that popcorn in and i couldn't stop listening i did finish this book in two days and and that's that's quick time yeah because i was just listening all the time 
for me, I felt like it was the perfect length. Mm, okay. The additional three hours or, you know, two hours. I'm just going to keep saying it's 13 hours because. It's 13 hours. I'm going to round real. up. Let's be real. We were taught to round up in school. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the additional like three hours onto your, your 10 hour. Was worth it. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. worth it. It helped put me in the world a mm-hmm. little bit more. And so how did you listen to this? When I listened to this, it was the height of wedding season. So I was listening to it when I was editing weddings. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we can, you mentioned when it was wedding season, that was what, three, four months ago? Yeah. So it's it's been a while. And the fact that we can still remember this information and oh we're recording gosh. this, what, it is now January or no February. Oh my God. Where am I? Where am I? <laughs> I don't know. It is now February. And we we can remember all of the details. That's how amazing this book was. Yeah, that's how lasting of an impression it gave mm-hmm. us. Oh my gosh, it's so good. I really love this book. And mm-hmm. I know some people have complaints about it, but if you listen to the audiobook, I really think that any complaints you have will disappear. Yeah. I think it'll start making more sense to you if you listen to the audiobook and mm-hmm. you listen to Amanda's voice with Victoria's work. It's just fantastic. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I really loved the most is that this wasn't a typical female lead book. Mm -hmm. She didn't need a love interest. Of course, it was set up that way, like most books. Mm -hmm. And at this point, we all know that. Sorry. We we just rolled our eyes hardcore. Hardcore. I think my My eyes got stuck. My eyes are like on the other side of the room right now. Oh, my eyes got stuck. Yeah. Brad's looking a little weird right Uh, now. uh. Most of the books that we've been listening to, the romance was just kind of an extra addition that didn't need to be in there. Cliche, in order, because yeah. it had to be young adult. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And while this book set up for a romance, I mean, she was betrothed mm-hmm. to one of the princes. It wasn't in our face. Yeah. And at the end, there's a terrific quote that Mare says, which is, I choose no one. Oh, my God. I love that scene. It gave me chills. <laughs> and it just made me go, yes. And I think this is the book that actually made me start to realize that young adult books don't need any sort of love. Mm-hmm. They can have strong female characters be on their own and kick ass mm-hmm. and do and, their own thing. And the best thing about it is we're older. You know, yeah. we're in our late 20s. <laughs> We're in our mid twenties. Let's say mid. Mid. We're in our mid twenties. <laughs> it's gonna but, be five years later, and we're still gonna say we're in our, our mid twenties. <laughs> but but it's awesome that we have work like this for our young adults now, saying to them, "You don't need someone to yes. be happy. You can be your own person and love yourself for who you are, and that will be enough." Yeah, I love that. I love Which, it too. My, remind me, I think the reason why I loved Red Queen so much is because it reminded me of my other, one of my other favorite books that we did an episode on, And I Darken. Oh, yeah. By Kirsten White. You know, the whole idea of love, it's not the main point of the story. And I just love a, a powerful female. Yes, me too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love powerful males as well that also don't need love interest in their, yeah. their books. But but that turns some... me on too much. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry. And also for some reason, I I now know the reason why we don't listen to powerful male stories. <laughs> it's always the females. <laughs> we need to change that up a bit, huh? We should try one. We should. We should try one. I listened Scorch to Trail. I listened Scorch to Scorch Charles, but I didn't listen which to was a runner. really good book. Getting a little ahead of ourselves here. <laughs> Where do you think people should listen to this book, and when do you think that they should listen? This would be a good road trip book. Oh yes, you know. Or like if you're flying on a plane to going across country, it would be a great book to just listen to all the way through in Mm -hmm. one sitting like you did, Mm -hmm. but just kind of having that purpose of going somewhere. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I think that's an excellent way to listen to this book. Yeah. I think it really – and also probably after a breakup. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Or like friendship of, fights. Yeah, because there's mm-hmm. like a lot of blood and there's a lot of like bad things. Off with her head. Yeah, almost. <laughs> Which reminds me, the queen's voice. Oh, my God. Holy goodness. Holy goodness. Oh, my gosh. I could not get enough of her voice. I could literally talk about Amanda's voice for probably – 20 million hours mm-hmm. probably 13 hours <laughs> just know that her queen voice is off the chart so would you listen to this audiobook again i'm guessing you would i would yeah i absolutely would i would one up that and say i would listen to the audiobook and read along mm, yeah definitely i think that would be a really good experience i think you should listen to it again <laughs> at normal speed <laughs> i should maybe drop it down to like one and a half <laughs> <laughs> so would you shout this or shove this I think you know shove it right oh yeah i'm totally gonna i'm totally gonna like mail it back to wherever <laughs> it came from no i'm gonna shelf it yes we're I'm, definitely gonna shelf this i'm gonna shelf every single version of this book every I, different language <laughs> i might use them as like bookshelf holds what are they called bookends bookends <laughs> see that's how far away we are from books <laughs> <laughs> or like do headphones count as bookends <laughs> But yeah, I would I would buy all these books and use them as bookends yeah, for I, my shelf. We could build a bookshelf out of all the books that we have. Oh my gosh. Of this book. Would that, that would be, be a amazing. good would that be a necessary use of it? I mean that's we love art. the book. So yeah. we just want to have it all around us all the time. It's art. Mm-hmm. I, I would agree with that. Also with this book, it's part of a series. So Whoa. <laughs> buckle up, buckaroos. Buckle up. Because you got the glass sword, and now you have the newest one. King's Cage. Yeah, King's Cage. Mm-hmm. I have to listen to the glass sword. You've already listened to it, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. And then we have to get King's Cage, yes. and then we'll be all set. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, and then the novellas. Oh, my goodness. There's so many books, and I'm so glad that we have Amanda's voice all the time. I love it. I mean, glass sword is just, oh, I can't wait for you to listen to it. I really want to. Yeah, we'll do another episode, of course, because like this book, we need a series of podcasts. And if Amanda Dolan wants to be on our episode for The Glass Award, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. That would be amazing. Amanda. Amanda. Look at your voice. <laughs> I just keep flipping my hair. <laughs> you flip your hair so much. I have, because I just, I love, I, ever I since know, that I'm a, so excited. Ever since that advanced screening that we went to, you've been flipping all around. I, flip, I just feel so powerful. <laughs> This book with that advanced screening. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining us for this yes. week's episode on the Red Queen. We hope you come back next Monday. Yes. And if you'd like to listen to the Red Queen and the Glass Sword, please feel free to follow the affiliate link at the bottom of our episode page where you can sign up for a free trial of Audible and get two free books. That's both of the two free books in the series. Yes. So what are you waiting for? Go do it. Go do it now. What are you waiting for? Thank you. That was beautiful. I want you to just follow me around and sing for my life. Please like us on Facebook at Audio Shelf and follow us on Twitter at Audio Shelf Me. And please subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music. We're everywhere. Yeah, just we're, follow us and we're subscribe. We're all on your face. Follow along. And also, we're getting a lot of questions about this. We do take requests. Mm-hmm. You know, if friends or professional people want to reach out to us, 
please let us know. We have a contact us on our website. Contact us and let us know what books you want us to review. Yeah. We're going to do our first friend recommendation. Next month, we're going to start listening to the book next month. Yes. And then we'll probably get to it around April, but Mm -hmm. that one will be Ready Player One. And we're going to have that friend guest star on our episode. So it won't be just us in your head. It's going to be that friend. Yes. As well as us. (laughs) We will always be here. We'll always be here. (laughs) <laughs> oh my goodness. This it makes like me want to give bone marrow now. It's painful. Is it? Yeah. I'm going to do it. Save a life. It's painful, but it's necessary. I mean, you have to have a match. Yeah. So I think it's one of those things where you have to like, you have to find someone to donate to, and then you have to go through the donating process. And it's really painful because I, I looked into it. Mm-hmm. But And there is no one other like me. Yeah. <laughs> you probably have like, you probably have silver or purple blood. I, we have purple blood. We have purple blood. So if it's you guys have any, anyone knows, anyone needs bone marrow, the purple, bl- purple, purple blood, blood, let us know. I mean, my veins do look purple. I don't think I have, I don't think I have bad veins. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I don't think I have veins. I can see, I can see veins. Yeah. I mean, this one looks teal. But I just that's see a lot just, of fat. That's just, oh, shut <laughs> up. I can see your muscles right now in your. Hey. That's just, this is a medium sized shirt. <laughs> I'm a large fit in a medium. That's why. <laughs> I look like muscles. Hey, you fit into a medium, though. That is true. Okay, well, we've gone way <laughs> off the deep end here. So thank you for listening to our Tales of Red Queen. Bye. Bye. This has been Audio Shelf, where we release new episodes every Monday. If you want to stay updated, listen to previous episodes, or suggest audiobooks for us to feature, visit us at audioshelf.me. We are Brad and Brittany. Thank you for listening. Blood. Sorry. <laughs> you can see my mouth literally trying to say it. Uh, okay. Red queen. Red queen. If I was a queen. Of red. Of red. Cow and who? Hobbs. <laughs> not in the construction. Not in the construction. Not to be sent away for war. But like with most of the books that we've been talking about recently with how the female leads, they all have this sort of just thrown in their romance that Mm -hmm. is misplaced and has no business being in there. The paper magician? Yes. And Grover Cleveland. (laughs) Yeah. Although we established why Grover Cleveland was there. We'll be cutting this part out, but whatever. (laughs) Um, You had a good reason for Grover being there. And we are going to do our first friend recommendation. Why did I say this is out? We're right in your bedroom right now. That's our mic. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we got real creepy. I didn't mean to say bedroom. <laughs> Why did I say These people aren't listening to their bedroom. <laughs> Although maybe they are. Maybe they like our voices so much. Call me Big Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> call, uh, me, call me the Red Queen. <laughs> I'm going to marry your barrow. <laughs>